When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Free kick. Williams will take the right side of the right side of free kick. It's about halfway inside the, the Everton halves. Everyone's gone forward. Everton they've got everyone back. It's floated into the mix. Ball bounces down. Welcome, welcome, Fleiss, welcome. Happy Christmas, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall. My name is, of course, Nick Hart. Welcome to a grey and blustery den. The Saturday before Christmas, traditionally a Cinderella fixture, but today we see a visit of Barnsley. Rock bottom Barnsley, who seem to be wearing strange kind of red and white striped tights. I don't know if that's their, um, their stockings rolled up in the, in the modern style or whether they're actually wearing red and white striped tights. It's quite a bizarre sight. That's distracting me from the fact that Mill come into today's fixture in 11th position. Two points, just two points, dear listeners, off of Fulham, although a number of clubs above us. Fulham seen in the playoff spots, number six in the table lines, come into today's game full of confidence albeit with something of a threadbare-looking side, I think. Um, injury and the um, uh, the tom-tits, I think the, the pre-Christmas tom-tits have taken their toll on today's 11. Now in goal today we see the, the, the man mounting that is Bart Bielkowski. The back line today will be just uh, Sean Hutchinson and Jay Cooper. No place for Alex Pierce, who my sources tell me has the backdoor trots. This is a little bit of inside information there, dear listeners. May or may not be true. I don't know. I don't follow um, uh, Alex Pierce's uh, dietary regime. But apparently he's got the, uh, the, 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 the trots. Marlon Romeo and Shane Ferguson on the left side in defence. Midfield today, the, the only two mainstream midfielders are Jason Malumbi and, of course, Sean Williams. I guess in a 4-4-2 would be Jed Wallace in his free roving go-anywhere role. And the balancing check... Yuri Skalak on the left, I would imagine. Up front, John Daddy, Bovarsson, 
and um, Tom Bradshaw, Tom Bradshaw leading the line. I'm sure the uh, formation will be much more fluid and liberal than the, uh, what I've just said there, but that's how I'm lining it up. So Barnsley bottom of the table, 24th, new manager Gerhard Struber took over from one Daniel Stondel. Uh, dramatic influence there, clearly. Gerhard Struber, what a great name, that's a football name. Um, they've got a new manager bounce, 5-3 win last weekend over QPR. It's scoring goals, but no win away for Barnsley in 11 games. So with the uh, Lions coming off of that fantastic win up there at Derby last weekend, you just know this is a banana skin fixture. We have historically struggled against Barnsley, but today's a good day to put it straight. Um, certainly in, in Gary Rowett, or Rowlett, as the uh, I love to call him, Gary Rowett really. We, we trust his, his tactics have been spot on since coming into the club at the very end of October. So both uh, both sides lining up in their uh, bones in their traditional red, uh, lines in their traditional blue and white will be attacking the away end in accordance with dictums derived from the writings of the ancient venerable Bede at Jerome Monastery when he wrote the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle in uh, post-Roman England and pre-Norman England. So uh, Bonsley will get us away any moment now. Off we jolly well go. And in the interest of completeness, sitting on the Lions bench this afternoon is um, Luke Steele. What a great name. I always think Luke Steele should be starring in a, a 70s detective, private detective series. Jason McCarthy returning from injury. Uh, I guess that's James Brown. Young Billy Mitchell, who um, apparently is itching to get a start. He's on the bench. Aidan O'Brien, Connor Mahoney and Bick and Matty Smith. Pitch looking a little bit retro, a little bit muddy, a little bit worn and patchy. Apologies if I sound a little flustered, dear listeners, for um, logistical reasons. I've come over by public transport today, which is never a, a happy experience for me. So um, basically, Jubilee lines of Canada water where it was pishing down with rain. And I decided um, it'd be a great idea to catch the bus. So I did get a bus, a 381, which I thought would be bringing me around to South Bermondsey, but it took me towards Waterloo. So I had to jump off somewhere in the midst of rubble I haven't come back the other way it was a, it was a mare of a journey and uh, I don't know if you've been on a bus lately but um, well it, it reminds me why I like my car when I drive over it so if I do sound flustered it's because I'm trying to dash like the very devil himself but then illuminated with floodlights in a very jet grey jet grey slate grey afternoon poor Dan Mulaney on it's actually eased off now but the pitch is showing some patches of mud out there it's been actually chucking it down overnight Ball um, down at the Barnsley end of the month, they will get a chance to clear. Old school, heavy looking conditions out there, dear listeners. Gary Rower speaking to News then said that if they go to a two man forward line, which is I'm guessing what we're going with today, then Aidan O'Brien will see game time. Whether that means today or another match, I don't know, but he's on the bench. Bradshaw just ran into his man there. Great finish, by the way, up there at Pride Park. Did you see it? Have you seen it in the week on the clips? Beautiful um, move out of defence and a little headed, um, what should we call it, almost like a dance move past the Derby central defender and then a beautiful finish for 1-0. He certainly is one of the best finishers I've seen in a long time here at the Den. Nice ball wide right here for Marlon Ramio. Five minutes, ball in towards Jed Wallace on the right. That's going to go for a right-sided corner as Jed crossed. Five and a half minutes approaches. Nice move down the right. Loads, acres of space. I was going to say hectares of space, but we are now in the post-Brexit era. Acres of space, a perch and a chainsworth on the right side. It's taken short. This is this is Jerry Scalak back to to Jed with time and space. He's shot his, his block. This is Sean Williams, who's not been averse to shooting, but didn't have enough 
purchase on that. Then we'll do keep control. Nice little triangular pass there from uh, Jerry to, to Jed. Back to Jed again. Right side, screw into the mix. Across the face of the bar, Barnsley goal. And he's at the Barclays goal. Barnsley goal. Ball on the left side. Good bright start from Millwall. Moving down the wings. Balls in. That one skidded across the, the six-yard box, but no one get a touch on it. Breaks wide right. This is Marlon. All four for Jed to run onto. On the um, side ball into the box, just as the oncoming um, Bovarsson was uh, actually some way from in the end. It was a, a decent move. It's gone for a... Yeah, it's given a corner. Took a deflection. It's only been left side corner. Jed in January is, is, the, is the, uh, the big question, of course. Almost Shakespearean. Will he, won't he? Ball in from the Jed on the left side. That's... Cooper looked like he got a little bit of um, physical manhandling. Chance to come away. That's a great sliding tackle by Malumbi. This is Wallace now ball over the top trying to find Malumbi back in the box. It looks like it clattered there. Referee gives nothing. Looked like a penalty to me, dear listeners. Referee gives nothing. 12 minutes, Lions turning the pressure up. Tackled by Malumbi in midfield. But both Arson, excuse me, who releases Jerry Skalak on the left. He's just over, overcooked the pass there. Jerry does get it. This is Shane Ferguson now on the left, ball into the middle. That's a heavy on target. Oh, just wide on target from Tom Bradshaw. 15 and a half minutes. Nice move, nice cross. Header was uh, just uh, wide. Not quite on target, as I said initially. Mills next game is, of course, against Cardiff City, which is going to be a, a strange experience of us facing Neil Harris um, on, on, a, on the opposing side on this occasion at Cardiff. That one, I, I can't make that one, Boxing Day fixture. So probably along with many, many other fans, I'll be watching it via the red button. I understand it's available on Sky's red button service. But fair play to those that have ball tickets and will go down to Cardiff. So free kick on the right. It's been pretty much incessant middle pressure. And as, as um, I think it was Michael said on, on the show, we need to make this pay. Ball into the middle. Headed downward and over the bar by Jake Cooper at the left side. 21, coming towards 22 minutes. Dipping kind of cross. Cooper did well to get his head on it. He's going downwards, but um, unfortunately bounced over the bar. Yeah, Michael was saying how we, need to, how we need to make these periods of pressure count because here we are now coming towards the halfway point in the first half. And as I've just said, it has been pretty much full pressure from Mill since kickoff. I don't think Barnes have actually got anything of any real note into our penalty area at all since the start of the game. But we haven't scored, so um, we have to. We have to keep our foot on the on their throat. Get put, you know, press downwards when we have them in these positions. And last of yellow card. Bovarsson seems to get um, slapped on the shin there. And he's rolling around. Interesting article. I don't know if you saw it. You may or may not read Barney Roney's stuff on the Guardian, and it doesn't relate to me all, but it relates to Spurs. Um, Manchester City game was it the other day he talked about the, uh, I think Marino's brought a concept of rotational fouling where you, you, know, you take it in turns to draw a yellow card for fouling the most creative player on the opposition like a rotation so as one gets a yellow card so that can't, they can't do it anymore so somebody else then comes in and takes over from them I do remember um, there's Briley and Terry Hurler doing something similar on uh, Peter Reid back in the late 80s when the, in the first division days when Reid was playing for Manchester City as one um, referee finally buckled when Hurlock gave him a, another you know, a robust challenge, gave him a yellow. So Bradley was on the bench that day and came off and took over. And this is Barnsley anyway, whilst I meander. This is the nine on the edge of the penalty. It's now the, the 11 on the, on the right side, 27. Nice challenge by Jerry Scalak to win the ball back there. Nice work, Jerry. 
coming towards 31 minutes. This is the kind of fix you have to grind out, dear listeners. It's that time of the year. It's coming into a fairly hectic period. This is Shane Ferguson breaking forwards. He finds Jerry Scott, does well to control it. Gets the ball back, fortunately, but Jed now spreads the ball out wide right. This is Marlon Romeo, ball into the middle, into the mix. Into the red legs, unfortunately, into, as, into the melee. Referee seems an officious little man. He's having a word with the 27. Whether he'll show his card or not, I don't know. It should be. They've been not overly physical, but um, annoyingly uh, niggly since they've um, started the game, Barnsley. Man's getting a lecture on the, on the rules of the game and the spirit, I reckon. No, no yellow card, though. This is the seven on the, on the left. There's a ball into the box. That's 1-0. Flicked home from the 11. Ball down the, the left side. Ball into the, into the box. And the 11 caught it, caught it quite nicely and floats into the, into the goal for 1-0. Barnsley. 39 minutes. All that pressure. All that pressure. What do we say? Taking absolutely turning to reform. I don't know if the authorities listen to my show or if they take any notes what I think, but the amount of time teams take to reform after a goal is a fucking scandal. Look how long they're taking here. And they all do it. They all do it. Got wave. He's, 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 there's still one trailing back now. He's got to start waving a card around, but he won't do that because he has no spine, in my, my sense of this referee. Another eternity, whilst the Barnsley player receives treatment, he's hobbled off like he's been shot, and now he's walking quite okay along the line. Would you believe it? There we are, that's what we're going to do. They're in the bottom position. This will be a fine second win on the road if they can pull this off. Barnsley get a chance to break right on the death of the half. This will be a travesty if they go 2-0. This is the 11 on the outside of the box. That's going to be a fantastic save. Fantastic save by Barb Bielkowski. Shot from the 11 from the edge of the penalty area. He's on target. Batted away somehow. Don't ask me how he does these things, but he did it. There's half time. Frustrating half of football from the Millwall perspective. Um, I suppose with all that pressure and all that um, good work, you just know what's going to come your way. And so it did. So um, decently taken goal by Barnsley that separates the sides at half time. Millwall nil, Barnsley won at half time. You're listening to Achter Millwall. Happy Christmas messages on the main screen at half time from the from the squad. It's um, probably probably not the best time to be having it as we've just um, conceded that um, poor goal. I thought we'd bring you a few half time tweets. Frankie Christou says half time nil nil. Barnsley Ryan Mill been by far the better side, but Connor Chaplin showed them how to finish yes he did uh, Frankie Millwall halfway line complains it's always bloody Barnsley so it seems to be halfway line Phil Clark Jed overrunning again losing possession hit on the break he has to learn not every break has to be an 80 yard run sometimes just past the ball says Phil Clark this is Millwall gives credit where it's due he's watching on some feed somewhere it's a cracking goal, but fuck me, Millwall, every time with these Northern Ponces, says this is Millwall. Eddie Toomey, been sitting watching us not finish and saying they'll have one shot and score. They had one shot, 1-0. John Kelly, Millwall, Barnsley, one. We all saw this coming, says John Kelly. And the Millwall Supporters Club say, same as at Nottingham Forest and Derby, Millwall dominated but produced nothing, and this time it's costing us. Half-time, we're 1-0 down due to the one Barnsley chance. Said before that the difference between us and the top six is they take their chances. Big second half needed, say the MSC. I think you're right there. At Tongue Millwall is the number one Millwall podcast.
accept no substitute. The teams are out there, listeners, for the second half. No substitutions from the Millwall perspective that I can see. Some advice from uh, Ryan Loftus, who we'll be talking to after the game, that they managed to be an overrunning midfield. We should go for a 4-2-3-1. I will defer to his greater knowledge of formations and tactics, because it always just looks like, um, you know, 11 blokes running around to me. But um, certainly, Lions do have work to do in this second half, which will be played towards the cold blow lane ends. Away we go. Getting colder, dear listeners. Darkness certainly falling. Midwinter. The old Winterval cold. Certainly, I thought Barnsley looked un- well under the cosh for the uh, bulk of the first half. They have um, come out with renewed vim and energy in the second half, as you would expect since the goal. It's given them a lifeline. Ball now spreads leftwards. 48 minutes. This is the 22. Ball shot on target as the ball came in. Wow. From the 22. The 7 took a shot, a slap shot. Bart got down well there. Thankfully, he didn't catch it better because I think that would have been 2-0. Lars dodged a second bullet there after that fantastic save at the end of the first half. 10 now over on the right side. He's chipped more century there. Going to have a chance for a shot from distance. That's nicely batted away by Bart. The, the uh, 9 does have it inside the premise. There's another shot high over the bar from the 27. They're looking brighter. They've played more confidence since the goal. The Lions need to snuff this out, otherwise um, all their Christmas dreams and hopes will be um, taken away by Krampus, the, the, the uh, European devil of Christmas. The Lions look very flat-footed at the start of the second half. Crowd trying to get some, some pep and, and to, some extra spice into the Mill mixture, the Mill Masala. Trying to put some uh, chilli into the mix. Get it, liven it up a little bit. We're not looking good enough at the moment in the second half. Marlon finds Jed. He does a beautiful little take and turn. Rolled into the box. It's clattered. Shot was on target, but straight into a red body, unfortunately. And Barnsley bring away. Right side corner. Ferguson's going to take. In it comes. It's a deep one, deep one, deep one. Bounce off the line. Fucking old Jake had enough on that. Scuffs it wide, 55 minutes. But Varsity heads it back as Bradshaw just taken away from by a defender there. House for a penalty, so the referee says no. Balls on the edge of the mill penalty. This is falls to Sean Williams. Can he get a shot? He's scuffed. Runs wide. This is Jed Wallace. Pulled into the middle. Oh, slap shot over the bar from Bradshaw. Fired in the pace from the right. It's looking better from Millwall. Bradshaw couldn't um, get enough on it. Puts it over the bar. Chance. 57 minutes. Looking rather scruffy last few minutes. Did this? We, we, we opened up. Um, we had a, a better phase earlier on. We've got a little bit um, scrappy. This is Marlon now. 65 minutes. In fairness to Barnsley, they're, they're harrying our midfield in a way that um, we would like to have done. So it was a long ball for them. Malumbi couldn't find, find Smith there. Lions not looking at their, at their best. We were talking playoffs before the uh, the game. Maybe we were getting over, uh, you know, overcome with emotion. Really, but this this is a bit of a wake up call to this afternoon. 67 minutes. Still time to retrieve something from the um, the game. But we don't look like playoff contenders this afternoon, dear listeners. In my opinion, and there's still time for that to change. Let's hope it can. Nice work by Jeb Wallace with Matt Smith now. Matt tries to guide it through into the. 
Penalty here, there's a chance for a shot. We've tried to side foot it. Too far out from Matt Smith's point of view. He's, I keep saying he's not that kind of striker. We will be the question what kind of striker is he? He's the kind of man you give the ball to head in in the last minute, that kind of striker. But certainly wasn't his opportunity there. He tried to side foot it. Would have taken a better player than he to pick a, a hole through that. Uh, you know, the defenders that were between him and the goal. He's gone for a right-sided corner anyway. Sweet from Doug, watching his Stockholm. They'll make him right. Wallace is out of steam at the moment. He certainly uh, does look a little bit um, out of petrol, so to speak. Mike Hayden on the WhatsApp group says it's almost like we've concentrated so much on how to try and play away from home. We've forgotten how we do it at home. This is poor. Michael saying off of the pace. Lack effort. Ryan needs to shape, change the shape. 4 4 2 has been awful, completely useless. There we are. You have the measure of the uh, the feeling, I think, generally. Agate pass there from Marlon. We are starting to look a little bit like the um, was it the Arkansas chugger bug on the wacky races when all the bits used to fall off as it was driving along. Long ball forward. Paul breaks. This is Jed on the on the left side now. Goes for a throw in. Mill throw in. 84 minutes. And so there's a chance for the ball to come in from the left side in towards Smith. That's not bad. Yeah, it's going to the net. Ball in from close. Who was that? Ain't no problem. Ready <laughs> back from Matt Smith from the cross from the left. Ain't no drive from close range. There we are. What's happened there? Goalkeeper getting involved in some something. What's happened there? I missed that in the celebration. All in from the very headed back across goal from Matt Smith. Ain't no blind but a close range finish. Freaky. Oh, it's getting a little bit tasty out in the middle. They're pushing shovel. Yeah, yellow car getting thrown in the middle of there. Referee's running away from the melee. Mill will do well to not get involved. Goalkeepers come and got involved. Glad loving it. see what comes from this. There was a yellow card wave run as there was a little bit of um, handbags in the middle of there. Nothing like a goal to relieve tension, is it? It's like a, like a happy ending massage. I might cut that bit out. Obviously in possession inside the middle half, about on, on the right, about halfway, just coming down towards the penalty area. A few red bodies forwards. We've got to be careful here, dear listeners. Haven't got ourselves back into a game that was um, beyond us for large chunks. We don't want to start giving it away. Barnsley on the break now, must be made a couple of minutes, a shot oh it's a great save, great save from Bart Belkowski, shot from the edge of the penalty area, on target, Bart pushes it around for a left sided corner maybe a minute left now in it comes, it's deep deep deep, headed away by Matt Smith Jed, dispossessed Jed tried to overdo it gives Barnsley another chance to get the ball into the middle a 2-1 that's down to Jed, that is down to Jed. Overcooking it, ball in from the right, headed in, 2-1. Oh, fucking hell. What a frustrating game this has been, Jed. Oh, he is, he is, he is, he is our best player, we know that. He's overdone it there. The, uh, gave the ball away on the, on the left side, but it should have been Rosette or whatever. There it is. What a frustrating game. Um, we'll give it away. Um, got ourselves back into it. We, we should have taken a percentage call. One all was enough. As it is. Um, 
silly ball given away at the end. Cross in, one, uh, two, one. That's all there is to say. The Lucas Ball Report. Well, um, for in truth, a really disappointing defeat today, to be honest. Um, not at the races. Played okay for the first sort of 38 minutes before Barnsley scored. Didn't really create a lot of chances. One chance, Tom Bradshaw has narrowly wired at the far post. But yeah, the keeper beaten in no way whatsoever. Keeper had it covered if it was on target. And realistically, Millwall didn't do enough to win the game. Um, put plenty of crosses into the box, but they weren't of good enough quality or they were getting cut out. The runners had to do better with those. And they, and they didn't. Um, Barnsley didn't deserve to go ahead either by any stretch. You know, that's a good finish from Connor Chaplin. He's got seven in his last seven since their new manager took over. Um, but Mill just not just not good enough in the final third. Um, and then silly defensive mistakes that cost them. You know, there's in there. And then for the late goal, it's Jed Wallace trying to dribble out of defence, uh, loses the ball. Yeah, okay, if he beats that man, it's a three on three and you've got a chance to go and get a winner. But it's more important to preserve the point at that point. You've already struggled to get a point and then you get a late equaliser. Just take the point. Should have just cleared the ball up the field and then Millwall could reset or that would have been full-time, likely. Um, so it's frustrating, but realistically, you know, couldn't keep going on with good, the good performances forever that we had with It had to have a bad game at some stage. Um, probably more surprising that it's come at home rather than away from the dent, but it happens and I suppose, you know, you'd bank on Barnsley, wouldn't you, as a Millwall fan? today they rode their bottom of the league haven't won away from home all season and we're unbeaten in seven on a cracking run move on to Cardiff away on Boxing Day obviously a reunion with Neil Harris for Mill should be an interesting one come on you lines. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Big welcome back on the show to Ryan Loftus. Welcome back, Ryan. How are you doing it today? I'm not too bad, despite uh, all, thing, all things considered, Nick. I'm not too bad. You know, Christmas is just around the corner. I think uh, 
yeah. sometimes in life you've got to look at the, the bigger picture. <laughs> Joy, Joyeux Noel to you out there in, in uh, Belfrance. Um, yeah, I, yesterday was, um, I, I knew yesterday wasn't going to go right for me. The moment that I decided to catch the bus from Canada Water Station, I, I don't do public <laughs> transport, Ryan. I don't like public transport. <laughs> and, and I came out of the station, it was pouring down with rain. I thought, I'm going to get the bus rather than walk. It's walkable distance. So I got on the wrong bus. So I was heading off to um, Rotherhive rather than to, to, to Bermondsey. And I thought, well, that's a metaphor for the day overall. We've got them the wrong bus. And I yeah. finished, finished up in the pouring rain in the middle of Rotherhive um, to come back the other way. Um, what a frustrating result yesterday was. Um, you watched it, I know. Um, I was there, but you could kind of see this. This it, it had. It was almost written in the runes, wasn't it? It was written in the stars. The moment we kicked off, you could see that this was not going to be our day somehow. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it's interesting. I think the the mood on uh, from what I saw on, on Twitter and things uh, before the game was very much almost not resignation to defeat before, but almost everyone was saying this has got a Millwall defeat written all over it. And uh, yeah. be a coupon buster for anyone who doesn't know anything about Millwall Football Club. And uh, so it came to pass. I don't know why this is. Um, Barnsley do seem to have something of a, of a, of a you know, the hex over us a little bit. Mm. But the, the frustrating part about it was, I mean, it was, it was a tough day, tough conditions. Um, the pitch looked heavy. Um, same for both sides, I, I know. And I'm not using that as, a, as an excuse. But um, the conditions weren't great. But I thought in the first... Well, certainly for the, the bulk of the first half, up until their goal, we looked pretty good. You know, um, I thought it was a, a matter of time before we scored. And the fact that we didn't score is probably one of the main talking points to, to come out of the game as a whole, really. Because Michael said it the other night, and I think we may have mentioned it in the past, but we, we've got to kill these teams off and we've got them under the cosh. Yeah it's, um, yeah, it's something it's becoming a bit of a trait of Mill at the moment. I think, uh, you know, we had the pressure against obviously Forest in the game before and almost mm. that slip Bristol City obviously it nearly happened yeah. and we're just struggling to I think yesterday I think really for me highlighted um, where there's still problems for Millwall like obviously we've, we've done excellent since Rowett's come in the players and, and the staff that have come in have done really really well yesterday was I don't know a few people have mentioned it on here and online the problems that are still at the squad and at the club are in terms of killing teams off yeah. Our squad is a squad built in Neil Harris's image, which yeah. is not a squad that needs a playmaker who can unlock defences. Um, who it's not it, under Harris. It was never a team that were used to having the ball and playing the ball and trying to, uh, you know, when teams are sitting off you to try and find that pass. I thought Millwall. It was we were missing that um, over the last few weeks, but particularly yesterday, you saw when uh, in the midfield battle we. Williams and Malumbi were doing well recycling the possession, but a lot of the time they were we were getting on, as we've seen so much this season, a good counter attack or a bit of space, and it just breaks down around the edge of the box, and we end it up ends up back at Bart Bart's yeah. feet, and uh, yeah. we just lack that creative player. The other thing that I thought it highlighted for me, which is another point that I think Raul has mentioned that a lot of people have mentioned, is the the squad depth with uh, absolutely, with, yeah. and I think that was I think. You know, it is easy to look at this game and go, oh, it's Barnsley, we lose to them, we've been on the run, typical Millwall. I think not having Thompson, Pierce, and Murray, Pierce and Murray especially to lose them in the week to illness as well, not necessarily injury, but to illness. Because I, I, I thought when I when we started and uh, Barnsley were obviously playing this diamond midfield, I thought 4-4-2 was wrong. It was, mm. uh, I thought Rowett had made his first 
big mistake as a, as the boss because our midfield were just couldn't handle four players in midfield. I think it was Halm at the base of it, just fouling all day long and just breaking up the play. And Williams and Malumbi couldn't really win the battle there. And, no, uh, outnumbered. I mean, we, we were forced into it. I mean, I, whether yeah, we, exactly. You know, I'm just looking at the bench really. Um, Jason McCarthy, we haven't seen. I mean. A, Maybe one. I'm trying to picture when when we did see him. I think he appeared in one he game. Played QPR, it was at home. I think. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, you know, leave aside a goalkeeper still, but you know, um, Billy Mitchell and and you got you got mm. youngsters. And yesterday probably wasn't the day to be fielding youngsters straight from the youth ranks into what was going to be a a real gritty fixture, and it was. No, so, no, definitely not. So you know, um, no Murray. Um, no Alex Pierce. The I suppose the formation, Ryan, kind of laid itself out. Whether you like, no, it no, it did, really. it did. I, yeah, no, definitely. And I was uh, about to say, you know, it wasn't until obviously you see the bench and you, you raise an eyebrow because uh, mm. you obviously you hear people are missing that you weren't sure. And it was Rowett actually after the game I saw his interview and he was saying he was he was wanting to play a back five in this one. And yeah. Pierce went in. Pierce went ill, so he was he thought about putting Murray as centre back and Ferguson a left wing back, and then obviously Murray misses out as well. So. You know, you can see after the game that Rowett didn't want to play that formation. And even with uh, with Thompson out, we don't really have someone who can play in like the 10 position. So really, 4-4-2 was his only option. So, yeah, um... you know, during the game, I was thinking he needs to change this up. Or like, why has he gone with this? And then after the game, when he said, with the injuries, and you think about it, we were just lacking those few players. You know, we don't have anyone for the 10 position to get, kind of get on the ball and, you know, make things tick in a, in the final third. And then... Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, it's unfortunate timing, really. It, it raises to what we're going to do in January. I would, Im- I, I, I imagine, and obviously much depends on the finance. That who knows where the Jed um, question's going to go because I, I don't think yes, he was Jed's mm. finest hour. Um, he is our creative outlet. He's the, the one player we have that can do something unusual and can yes. cre- create the unexpected. But I think he he took the he burdened you know took his shoulders on his shoulders the whole burden yesterday. And I think sometimes yeah. He reminded me of the Jed Ryan that we had a few just before the end of Neil Harris when he was almost shouldering the burden for the whole team, and he just looked stressed, yeah, I, tired, and stressed. I definitely thought that. I, I definitely thought. I thought what was interesting actually watching the game definitely got the like. There was a lot of times he overran it. I think it was uh, Phil Clark who you had on the other day. I think mm. I saw him tweet about uh, Jed needs to kind of know that every time he gets the ball, he doesn't have to be a fifty-yard run. And you yeah. see, you saw a few times that yeah, he is getting on the ball and he is. Just trying to run, and obviously, you know, we'll come to the last goal, I'm sure. But that's that that situation that we saw at Forest again. I mean, what was interesting? I looked at the, some of the stats after the game, and he he was the most creative player on the pitch for both sides. He created the most chances, the most passes in the final third. So, like, he's on paper, he didn't have a bad game, but you watch it, and he was just trying to do too much. And I think that, like you said, it is Jed from a few years ago, maybe, where he's trying to take that burden on too much. And in this squad at the moment, he doesn't need to do that. OK, he's been in really good form, but he doesn't have to force the issue all the time. And I think it was, you know, one of his poorer games under Rowett. And in in, in the end, Costas and Rowett said he mm-hmm. told him off in the dressing room. And, you know, you hope <coughs> you get the reaction out of him. But I think you will. I mean, Jed is an honest player. And I think he reckons. Yeah, he'll, I, think, he'll, I think so. He'll he will hold his hands up to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, just just before I started recording, listeners, I was just looking at the highlights. I said to Ryan, it's the second goal. Um, we probably should cover the the, the the first goal, which was a um, yeah a, a break from um, uh, defence, wasn't it? And um, 
surge down the left and the, a nice ball in from the, I think it was the seven for Barnes. Who was that? That's, mm, uh, Brown. I think. Brown. Brown. And then a, a, quite a nice header, in all fairness, by by Chaplin, the number 11. Mm. And it kind of floated in over the over the um, the flailing arms of Bart Bielkowski. Yeah, there. nothing nothing Bart could do about it at all. It was a, it was no. a good, I mean, a, a hint of fortune, bit of the bit off the shin, but a good finish nonetheless, you know, right in the top corner. And it was just a, a kick in the teeth, really. Well, there's a tweet from Charlie MFC, which captures it really. If you didn't see that coming, you haven't been supporting us very long. Um, and it was it was <laughs> exactly. one of those moments where, you you, you know, we, we had a lot of pressure, um, chance upon chance. Um, although, just interesting looking at the statistics. I'm not a huge one to stats, Ryan, as you know, but um, 16 mm. shots from Mill, but just one on target in the whole game. Yeah, that, I saw, that's I a, saw that's that There's a well. storyline there, I think, because that's not yeah. been our... That's not been our modus operandi lately, is it? We've been getting goals no. and um, scoring, but we didn't didn't think, get it yesterday. I think that is what really jumped off the page when I was having a look into it earlier. It was, uh, you know, because six, I, six shots on target. Had, yeah, six shots on target. Yeah, one for us. Um, yeah, and one for us, and it's, uh, you know, that's, that's where. And Bart Bart did have to make a few good saves. He made a save at the end of the first half that he did. You know, corner Chaplin could have easily scored, and there was two or three in the first five ten minutes of the second half. You know, we were at, at points we were looking like we were going to be out of it. And like you say, this season we've been good when we've got shots on target. We've been good at converting them. And uh, we've got a good, like, uh, I think XG stat of shots to goals sort of conversion rate. But when we can't get shots on target, you know, we're not we're not going to score. Shoot into this show for XG rates, listeners. That's, 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 that's <laughs> when, when, we, when we're go. off air, Ryan's going to explain to me what that means. But anyway, I'll carry on like I know what he's on about. Um... <laughs> As far as the second <laughs> half's concerned, um, I mean, uh, it was slightly, I mean, we've got a bit more energy going. We, we, I think <clears throat> Gary Rowett described as huffing and puffing in the second half. I, mean, I thought we got a bit of energy, but it was going nowhere. And I must admit, when we did finally get to equalise, like, it, it slightly came out of, out of nowhere for me. I don't know how it appeared to you, Ryan, but I thought we, you know, it was, it was, it was a kind of a, a scratchy kind of chance, but nicely put away by Aidan O'Brien off the bench. Quite nicely dealt with. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. I mean, it. Had, Barnsley had started the second half a lot better than us. Like I think we again yeah, we struggled yeah. a bit this season, starting second halves. Well, they they looked really dangerous. It evened out, evened itself out a bit. And obviously, I thought it was about sixty minutes. The crowd really, really got behind the players. Yeah. And yeah. you know, for a game that's we we were frustrated for so long, and it was like the mill running, like roaring around the stadium, yeah, yeah. and there was a really, really big noise. And you can see that really helped the players like to kind of wake up and find uh, some energy. Kick on yeah. A bit. Yeah. yeah, and they did. They did find some energy, pushing a bit. I think the substitutions, Smith wasn't really affecting the game that much. But again, you know, we were playing him long diagonal balls, and I know you said enough times like that's not how he is. How not really? Is. And the first ball he got, no. the first ball he got on the box, he wins it against two defenders and sets up Aidan O'Brien. You know, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it nice, was... nicely finished, and I must admit, yeah, I it was point, smartly finished. You know, one all. It was, it was like a, not, not exactly a great Christmas, but um, that will do. You know, rather than how it's yeah, finished. And you take it and move on at least. Is it an Elvis song, the Blue Blue Christmas? Um, that's what we got, yeah, didn't we? In you don't know that one. I know you don't know that one. I know. I know. I do. I do know that one. <laughs> a mud classic. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mud classic in the 93rd minute when um, Jed, let's go to it, it's, it's the elephant there in the room, go. Jed's, Jed's d- decision to rather than hoof it clear, 
to uh, do the old Johan Cruyff style run down the down the left, and um, I don't know what he was planning to do from deep in his own half. It had been some run Maradona style from there, but um, yeah, poor, de- poor decision making. He got picked up for it by Gary Rowett. Um, he, he said in his post match interview, rightly so, and I think he'll he'll look at that himself and say that was a the incorrect decision in that circumstance. But that that released a cross that went in the net, and there's a nice finish again from the Barnsley perspective. Yeah, it was a, it was a good header. It was um, yeah, obviously because Jed had the getting caught on the ball at Forest a couple of weeks ago. This one was obviously different, like you said. He's tried to to beat the man, and I think it was. I think he's obviously kind of thought we had a counter opportunity. I think there was maybe Conor Mahoney was the only player ahead of him. Really, it would have been difficult. Yeah. Um, and I think he's he's got that kind of the the stars in his eyes, and he's thought he could go for it. Yeah. And as soon as he lost the ball, I said to you before we came on, as soon as he lost the ball. You just felt that yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to get something here. And it was a good ball in and a good header right into yeah. the corner. Nothing really the defence could do about it. And yeah, it, that costs us the game. And it's, you know, even with if he did want to counter, there was, what, like 10 seconds left on the clock? Yeah, and, no, uh, no, no, no chance at all. I mean, I, I thought um, leaving aside any partisan Millwall perspective, when they came to frustrate, they did that well enough. They had a good win last weekend against QPR. Yeah. Scored, scored five. I can see them scoring more goals as, as the season goes along, um, Ryan. But they're, mm. they're, I, I, equally, they're, they're a difficult team to love. They're, they're frustrating tackle. Just looking at the number of yellow cards spread equally through the uh, through the team. They're, they're doing the old um, foul rotation that uh, Barney Rone highlighted in his Guardian yes. article, um, which is the, the way yeah. of the game. Um, I noticed was, that that was um that was I saw it sorry I saw it at half time that uh I mean it was obvious what they were trying to do the whole first half it was uh frustrating I think I think yeah. I think the time first thirty five minutes I think the first thirty five minutes I I saw it was it was a foul every three minutes and yeah. you know you factor in goal kicks throw-ins and everything that's yeah. a foul every five or six passes and that's what they wanted to do they wanted to go foul frustrate and like you said rotating the foul they I think they had about ten or eleven different foul like people who gave them away fouls. At half time they'd given away ten to our three. And uh I mean to be honest, I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't like blaming refs and moaning about referees, but I, I don't mind I don't mind doing he, it. <laughs> he could have he could have clamped down earlier, but I tell you what, I don't think this season I've been more angry at an away team or a team we've been playing than Barnsley, especially it was at one all when um I think Williams or Halm lost it in the middle of the pitch and we had a really, really good counter opportunity and Halm just grabbed the ball to stop it. Yeah. And he just put his hands on it, pulled it in. And in my book, you know, is that deliberate handball is a straight red card, is it not? Like, should be. He's, yeah, he's done be. that to, yeah. uh, he's, you can see it on a clear yeah. as day. He's grabbed the ball to stop Williams bursting forward with it. And it was one of those, so many of the things, I think there was a bit with uh, the centre-back, is it Dikabi? I'm not sure. In uh, after the goal, I think he might have swung an arm at someone, or yeah. we're trying to get the ball back. You know, they, they were a Wish, dirty side and wishy-washy refereeing. And it, I, I mean, I, I think it's yeah, it was. Re- referee looked like he it was it was he it, it, it lacked. It was almost out of his depth in in the situation. He looked a bit wishy-washy to my to my. And I know that we yeah. speak from a partial it's his, point. It's of his view, first but... season in England. He's he's Ooh. the um the, the one who's come over from Australia, and he is a really good ref. I think. He he um he likes to try and let games flow and let them play. So I think maybe he's he's coming at you know the the Australian view of things of oh it'll be fine, mate. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just letting things go. And I think he could have clamped like when it was so obvious what they were doing first half. Ten fouls in 
in a half of football, you know, it's you've got to really clamp down on it. But I think for them to finish the game with two or three yellow cards was ridiculous, to be honest. There should have been a few more than that. And they, you know, obviously they've nicked it at the end. They were regarded that as job done. They are, they'll be a hard team to, um, to to love, as as I say. But there we are. They won't care about that if they if they survive. And they're they're up to exactly third from bottom. Millwall. I think some of us got a little bit overexcited with talk of playoffs, um, Ryan. I, I was I'd, I'd probably count myself in in that camp. I mean, certainly the squad as it's currently constituted. Uh, the threadbare nature of it yesterday probably says that's we're certainly good enough to achieve mid-table respectability at the moment. Whether one or two strategic signings and possibly, um, you know, sales out to generate the money will, will, will give us enough to make a real go for the playoffs. So I, I think is the is the big question. Um, it was it was it was a bit of a wake-up call yesterday in a way, wasn't it? It was it was it was just a little bit of a yeah. dose of reality for for everyone. I think. Yeah, it was. I think. Um... I think it's, you're, you're going to get results like that in, in any season. You know, you're going to get one games that you should have won, games that you should have lost. I think I saw someone on Twitter saying, you know, if you switch some of the results around, say we'd lost away to Swansea or Bristol City, yeah, or one of the yeah, away yeah. games that we lost, you swapped them around for a win. No one get no one bats an eyelid. So no. it's, it is a matter of who you lose to and how you lose. It does affect you. But you know, I think with playoffs, I think Millwall getting to the playoffs is going would be a stretch anyway. It would be it, it would have to have a run kind of like we did a couple of seasons ago to, to really achieve it. And even if we got to the playoffs, you know, maybe going up this year, it'd be great, but it might not be the best thing for the club generally in terms of how we'd be set up and everything. But we're still only four points off. I mean, and that's what, 12, maybe maybe 10 teams competing for four spaces. It's There's kind of lack of outstanding quality in the in the league this season. So those, those four places are going to be an absolute free-for-all come the last five, 10 games of the season. And I think we've played... Well, we've we've played West Brom away, so we've got them at home. We've played Brent. We obviously played Brentford at home next. We're playing a lot of the teams around us at home. You know, we've we've had a lot of difficult away games this this half of the season. So, yeah, I, you know, is it, all you need is a bit of form, and like you say, uh, some astute signings in January. But if we fin- if the, the season was to finish today, and we are where we are, everyone would be happy with that as a, as a season. I think it's uh, just to yeah, I agree. I mean, just to close us. As we probably said enough about yesterday's result, where we can say, you know, we're honestly wrong. There's a there's a nice post by um, poster called JS online. Uh, he says disappointed with yesterday's result, today's result when he posted it, yesterday's result. But let's not forget the state we're in this time last season. So 22nd of December 2018, um, we were 22nd in the table, won four, drawn seven, lost 12, so we had 19 points. Um, whereas the 21st of December 2019, we won eight. Drawn nine, lost six, 33 points with 13th in the table. So there is a contrast with year mm. on year where we were last year. So you're right. I mean, it's um, it's not quite the Christmas present that we're all hoping for, um, but equally it could be a lot worse. So it's probably a... Yeah, exactly. I think especially in this... <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, they're going to disappoint you, but you, you're going to turn up again. Um, but I think especially you look at you look at the other team. So I was, um, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday, actually. He's a Reading fan. And... Yeah. Uh, Reading, Reading are dreadful. They've been dreadful for a few seasons now. I think they they spent thirty odd million in the summer. I think they brought in two strikers for about fifteen, sixteen million between them. Yeah. And look where they are. You know, yeah, and they can't. They they they're rubbish. You watch them play. When we played them away, okay, we lost, but they weren't very good. We were just poor that day. And you look at some of the teams in around. You know, Stoke and a bit of a mess. Middlesbrough well, mess. I'd much rather be where we are than oh, yeah. spending thirty, forty million in a in a window and. 
barely scraping by, you know. Oh, always. I mean, I watched the Middlesbrough Stoke game on Sky. I mean, I actually did watch it. Um, this is mm. Not much going on in my life on Friday nights. So I watched the whole game. And it was an awful game. I mean, it were two very, Dreadful, very yeah. poor sides. And same point, really. Um, Stoke have spent. Yeah. Middlesbrough have spent. You know, and if that's, if that's your return... Mm. Um, well, exactly. you know, <laughs> you, you, you'd wonder what's going on. So, no, we've got to look at the bright side. Um, Cardiff on, on Boxing Day will be an interesting trip. Um, I, I'm going to be watching that on the, on the red button. Um, we're both mm. actually much of a muchness. Cardiff 12th in the table at the moment after yesterday, 33 points. Millwall 13th, one place below, on, also on 33 points. It's going to be an interesting game. And the, the, um, the you know, the, the revisit of the Neil Harris um, uh, aspect yeah. as well. So, um, do you fancy us to get anything down there? I think it might be um, it might be a chance for the team to show a little bit of what wasn't shown yesterday, particularly to get some of these players back from illness, Murray and possibly Alex Pierce. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a winnable game. I think um, I think it. I, I, I'm leaning more towards a draw, probably similar to the two-two we had. Obviously, and it was Warnock at the Den on the yeah. Tuesday night. I reckon yeah. it'll be a similar sort of game to that. I think Harris obviously knows the squad that we have well. And yeah. he, they've uh, kind of shown a, some a, not massive form, but a bit of form under him. That he's doing well there. I think it'll be it'll be nice. It's a shame, obviously, probably not till next season he won't get a trip to the Den. But I think uh, the Mill fans that travel will. I've, I reckon there'll be a, a call of Super Neil. I'm sure at some point, and uh, I imagine he will he will go and applaud them at the end of the game. I mean, he's he's the sort of guy that'll be. So yeah. it'll be an odd atmosphere post Christmas. Everyone. You know, if Millwall, as long as they don't lose, I'm sure it'll be uh, everyone kind of happy, clappy, uh, getting on sort of sort of atmosphere potentially. Um, <laughs> it'll be tight, like you say. There's not there's not much splitting us in the league, so I don't think um, I think it'll be a, a tight one again, and I'll, I'll, I'd probably go for a draw for that one. That's fantastic. I wish you a happy Christmas, Ryan, out there, and um, you hopefully, too, Nick. And um, we'll catch up again very very soon, I imagine. So. Um, all the best to you, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Yes. On, on your Sunday you morning. You too. Not a problem, Nick. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Achtung, Millwall. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.